I am one of the pastors, although after the dancing, I think I was one of the pastors, you know, so, um, but what a great opportunity to worship God uh, and to enjoy uh, some fun on this special day. And it's my joy and privilege, just for a few minutes, so that there's plenty of opportunity to connect downstairs, just to bring a word that will encourage our hearts on Mother's Day. Psalm 31, the final, sorry, Proverbs 31, the final proverb, the final chapter of wise sayings, right in the middle of the Bible, spends all of the chapter talking about women, talking about a noble wife. And at the end of the verses, verses, uh, the middle of verse 30. To, to verse 31, it says, But the woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that she, that her hands have done, and let her works bring praise at the city gates. The Message Bible puts it like this. The woman to be admired and praised is the woman who lives in the fear of God. Give her everything she deserves. And we want to do that today. Love this word. Festoon her life with praise. I don't know whether it's just my imagination or that I am getting old. And for clarity, I become a senior citizen on the 7th of June 2021. Um, so I won't be at the extravaganza, I'm sorry. But uh, <clears throat> I know you'll have a great time. But I don't know whether I'm just getting old or whether <clears throat> it's just the fact that I'm... But it seems to me that days like today, Mother's Day, are more particularly being intentionally honoured, celebrated and reflected upon in Christian church. And I think that's great. The valuing of womanhood, of motherhood, is not diminishing, it's increasing. Uh, You notice on Twitter this week, you notice it on social media, that many progressive advancing churches are taking time this morning on this special calendar day in our year to celebrate exactly as we do nobody could do it like arena but celebrating they are and i'm i'm so thrilled about that i really really am and we're taking a little break this morning from our important teaching series called essentials uh, very thankfully to allow the mother's day context to break in and share from it this morning ladies i want you just to think about the word impact of course the word impact can sometimes be negative we've heard Today, as Christian letters in prayer, of a terrible collision impact that has affected somebody's life as we've prayed. But also, like many of our English words, it, it has more than one meaning. And so, impact also speaks of effect and influence. And as we've seen in the video clip earlier, that takes place no more effectively in motherhood and womanhood. I'm a bloke today, but I had a mum. She's no longer... On this earth. And uh, so I observed my mum. She taught me many things. Let me give you two or three. She taught me punctuality. I I don't get late because she didn't. And uh, Jeff Pickup described me once as the.
And it was just a delight. So at her funeral, which I had the honor of leading, one of my sisters said, I didn't get it. You know, she says, you're wearing this dark suit. You've got a pair of brown brogues on. And then she said, I got it when you shared in the service. So I honor my mum today, no longer on this earth, but an influence. I've lived with a mum. Uh, we've been married 37 years this July. And for 32 and a bit of those, uh, she's been a mum. And of course, 16 weeks today, not that I'm counting, I have the joy of seeing my oldest daughter become a mum, which means I am a granddad. Thank you. (laughs) I'm no expert, they are. But I've made a few observations about mums and never ceased to be impacted by them. The Bible, God's word, has... uh, Much to say, in fact, there's a common thread through the Old and New Testaments of the Bible regarding women and mothers. Uh, And it records their lives so that we can see that they made an impact. Let me mention two or three that are well known. Deborah, the impact of leadership. Esther, the impact of courage. You've been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. And ladies, so have you. You're in the kingdom for such a time as this. Hannah, an amazing surrender of the long-wished son that gave him back to God, he became a prophet to the nation. If you give your kids back to God and steward them well through parenting, who knows what the Lord can do? The impact of Mary in her utter obedience in that unique position of uh, carrying our Lord. And over the history of time, uh, and if I can say this carefully, on occasions... Women taking a deliberate decision for the cause of the kingdom not to be a mother. If you trace back historical missions, you'll know what I'm talking about. Women have spread the gospel. They've initiated health care. They've influenced education. They've involved themselves in politics. They've served the poor and so much more. They've made an impact. You saw this morning as the mums were rolled out on the video that many of them thought they were just a mum. And interestingly, their perspective at times was that they perhaps weren't as good as they thought they were until we got the children responding. And it may be this morning that you are just a mum. It may be that even in terms of womanhood, you felt demeaned and you're just a woman. But God says this morning that every one of us are not just something. We are something in his purpose and plan. And we are on this earth to fulfill our potential to make an amazing impact and your impact can be huge. And you need to know that Arena Church will champion that with all of its might. So leaving aside the great banner headline, Women of the Bible, I want just to talk about three under-the-radar women today. They're all found in the Word, and they all had a great impact. You may live your life seemingly under the radar. You, you say, well, I'm not gifted to be on a platform to lead worship. I can't play a musical instrument Uh, I can't do crazy Geordie Australian accents even. But you're you. And God loves you. And God's got a plan for your life. And if you feel that you are just something this morning, be encouraged by the next few minutes to realize that you just being you can make an amazing impact for God's glory and praise. So firstly, Lois, in 2 Timothy 2, 1-5, Paul's writing to his son in the faith, Timothy and says, I'm reminded of the sincere faith which first lived in your grandmother Lois, then in your mother Eunice, and now lives in you. So making an impact generationally. 
Timothy clearly was Paul's spiritual son, but he wasn't his biological one. Uh, and they, they had an amazingly close relationship. Two books in the end of the New Testament where Paul's encouraging the young leader to emerge into all that God's called him to be. Clearly quite young still, let no man despise your youth, but be an example to them. But he, he did so by recognizing the generational blessing of sincere faith that sat over that young man's life. It started with Lois, it went through to Eunice, and then it impacted Timothy. His faith exemplified hers. Listen carefully, we sometimes have a throwaway line in Arena Church that everybody's got to do their own believing. You can't get into the kingdom because your mom and dad are Christians or your grandma and granddad's. But boy, you can be incredibly influenced to make that step to come into the kingdom because of their example. And we should never underestimate that. If you come down to my office, I've got a little photograph. It goes back a few years now. Dad was still alive as well. Miriam had come across from Australia for a particular reason. There's me at the place where Dad used to live. And in the inset, there's a little verse from Psalm 145 and verse 4, again in the message. Generation after generation stands in awe of your work. Each one tells stories of your mighty acts. Ladies, this morning, you can be like Lois. You may not be a literal grandmother, although we thank God for the grandmothers across the room. But you can make generational impact. You can bring generational shifts. There can be something that starts to happen in your family that generationally has never happened before. You drawing a generational line in the sand to say, my family are going to live different now to what they've lived in the past. You can bring generational blessing. You can bring generational momentum. Let me try and illustrate it. At the end of the 1940s, after the Second World War, my grandma, not called Lois, but called Jenny, and my granddad, Jack, moved from Wigan in Lancashire to Nottingham. Talk about social mobility in these days, they enacted it. They were looking for work. The cotton mills of Lancashire were beginning to shut down. And so they moved to Nottingham. And uh, they were people that didn't know the Lord. Grandma and granddad would be sort of 40-ish. Uh, they liked music hall and all of that sort of thing. And then around about 1951-52, somebody planted a church, Christian. And they planted a church in the suburb of Nottingham where Mark Wheatley's pastor of the church now for many years in Strelly. And uh, it, was it was pastored by a guy called Norman. And uh, you talk about instruments nowadays. He used to play what they call a little squeeze box. And he had sort of buttons on the end of it. And he sort of played it like that. And uh, it was another era. But my grandma made some connections with this church planter and she got radically saved. And when I say got saved... She got saved. It was a different era. And so when people got saved, they tended to sort of cut off lots of things and build their life around the church. Some of that good, but maybe some of it a little misguided. But my grandma was what we call lo loquacious. In other words, why use one word when a thousand will do? She, she loved talking. But in a pomp, in a pomp, she was the, one of the best wit, personal witnesses of the gospel I've ever seen. Sit her on a park bench for an hour, two or three people come and sit next to her in a very understated, humorous, connected way. She wouldn't just talk about church, she'd talk about Jesus. And uh, it was my joy to speak at her funeral. And uh, I remember the, the time when I was probably 16, 17, 
she was living on her first floor apartment up at Australia, and the window cleaner was at the window cleaning the windows, and she just got straight into him, you know. And uh, I have to say, it wasn't my imagination. He was hanging on to that ladder a lot tighter by the time she finished. Did she get it all right? No. Did she make some unwise decisions, particularly in later life on occasions? Yes. But an incredible influence. I remember once going to play. We actually moved into their house at 299 Broxley Lane when she vacated it when her family had grown up. Massive garden, like you used to make in the old council house. It's huge. It was a blue Friday football. Some of you remember it. That was mine. Um, and so... Um, I went one day, school oddies, round the back, couldn't get in, which was normally the way in. Uh, knocked on the front, couldn't hear anything. And then all of a sudden I see Grandma knelt by the sofa, praying, reaching out to God. She locked all the doors so nobody could disturb her. And you realize that uh, the impact of prayers, as, as um, E.M. Bound says, they're deathless. They just live on and live on and live on and live on. We thank God for that. Generational momentum. Our little granddaughter, Charlotte, I believe that she's set up for a win. She's fifth generational Christian. Grandma, mum and dad, me, Miriam and Johnny, Charlotte. I believe that she's set up for a win with generational impact. Abraham Lincoln, still regarded as one of the greatest presidents of the United States of America, or USA. Um, <laughs> said these words. I remember my mother's prayers. They've always followed me. They cling to me all my life. Isn't that amazing? Could I just say to young people today that if you've got a Christian mum and dad, a Christian grandmother, granddad brought you here today, Christian parents, Christian influence, don't rail against it. Don't wish that you were like the other kids in your school that didn't have Christian parents. Because with respect, you don't know what you're wishing for. Be glad. Enjoy it. Celebrate it. Pick up on the generational impact that they bring to you so that you too will be incredible in life and purpose. Secondly, Priscilla, Acts 18, 20, uh, 2 to 3. Not only impact generationally, but impact supportively. Here's another under-the-radar woman. In fact, the Bible doesn't actually tell us that she was a mother. She may have been. But uh, Aquila and Priscilla, it seems to go together. That was her husband, They were from Jewish tradition that lived in Rome. And the Bible tells us that uh, because of the edict of Claudius, almost certainly persecution, they'd had to to leave Rome and and, uh, come to another, another nation. And it's there in Ephesus that they met Paul. Interestingly, they were tent makers by trade like he was. And there was just a great connection. Priscilla's mentioned seven times in the New Testament and five times. It's not Aquila and Priscilla. It's Priscilla and Aquila. And uh, she had a prominence. She carried something. I don't have time to open it this morning, but here's five things where she brought support. She brought support in hospitality. She made her home available to the apostle. She brought her support in companionship. She and Aquila went on a missionary journey with him. She brought her support in discipling. In Acts 18, there was a man, a Bible teacher called Apollos. But clearly, he he'd not really stepped into all that God had got for him. Priscilla and Aquila got alongside him and helped him to go deeper into the faith. She brought to, uh, uh, a support in leadership because it says in 1 Corinthians 16 to 19 that her and her husband led a church in their house. 
It may have been a literal church in terms of there were no buildings for the first 300 years of the Christian journey, or it may have been an expression of a central church that was meeting in their particular context. Whatever, they brought a lead. And she was incredibly supportive in sacrifice because it says in Romans 16, that great list that Paul, that Paul brings at the end of the Roman book, it says that Priscilla and Aquila risk their lives for me. And all the churches of the Gentiles are also grateful to them. If you understand even today, friends, the antipathy that Jewish people feel to Gentiles, you'll realize that's an amazing statement. They press through their culture, their tradition, their backgrounds to bless people different to them and were prepared to even lay down their life and make the ultimate sacrifice for it. What an amazing woman. Impact supportively. And if today you are determined by holding up the lives of others, that is an amazing gift. And thirdly, this woman's nameless. You can't get more under the radar than that. I can only describe her as the Canaanite woman of Matthew 21. Making an impact generationally, making an impact supportively, and making an impact through your expectancy. Yeah. It was a great accent, yeah. I just turned around as Helen was on the stage and said to Jay, when is the baby due? May. Great expectancy. And uh, we believe in, uh, you know, that's going to be awesome. But here's a lady that goes to Jesus. Jesus is in sort of unusual territory. She comes from a different background. Don't have time to open up the story this morning. It's simply to say that her daughter needed an amazing deliverance. And it seems that the disciples were ticked off by this lady's plea for prayer and also that Jesus initially seemed to be unusually harsh. Read about it. Matthew 21. But she cried out to the Lord and basically said, look, Jesus, even the crumbs will do. And he says, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And the daughter was delivered. Mums, the power of praying over and for your children can never be underestimated. Sometimes to save embarrassment, it's best to do it when they're not there. Then they can't protest. And in the quietness of their bedroom, just to go in and pray and prophesy greatness over their lives. In Jesus' name. An expectancy that your kids aren't going to get it wrong, but they're going to get it right. An expectancy that they're not going to be diminished by this world, but they're going to thrive in this world. An expectancy that they're not going to be selfish, but they're going to be selfless. It may be today that you're a grandmother or a mother here, and you need a deliverance for a context within your family situation. Let's again express great faith and see what the Lord will do. Impact. I think it was Rudyard Kipling, the great writer, that says, God could not be everywhere, so he made mothers. Now, please don't catch me afterwards. We still believe in the omnipresence of God in Arena Church. But you get the point. And on this day, you're not just a mother, just doing a job, just looking after your kids, just in that ministry. You're amazing. You're ordained of God's. You're called to make an impact upon this world. And not through what we would call some of the greats of the Bible, but three 
under-the-radar women, one not even mentioned by name, I encourage you today, as we pray for you, support you, and gladly honor this day to make an impact, to make an impact generationally, to look down the eons of time, even when you're not on this earth, and see people amazingly blessed because of you, to make an impact supportively by raising the hands of other people, by laying your life down for them. We need people like that, the Priscilla's of this world, and to make an impact through your expectancy. Your faith is great, and your request is granted. We genuinely believe in Arena Church that the best way that we can do that is by knowing God, finding freedom, discovering our purpose, and making a difference. You see, I did get essentials in somewhere. And it may be that in this season, mums, that's your calling. That's your purpose. That's your emphasis. That's your priority in the kingdom of God. To know him, to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. To find freedom in the purposes that he's liberated into. To know that in this season, it's to mother and to influence and to bless. And you will undoubtedly make a difference. Such women, such women that make an impact are to be admired and blessed and praised. Give them everything they deserve, particularly today. Festoon their lives with praise.